My name is Marie, and this is Likened Unto Me, my personal scripture journey. I did not like most of my high school English teachers, mostly because they didn't like my writing, but also because they would make us analyze and discuss and pick apart things that we read all the time. Like, why do you think they chose to use this word instead of this word? What message are they saying without actually saying it? And all sorts of things like that. And I would groan and usually mumble something like, how should I know what they were thinking? I'm not a mind reader. But I played along so I could get the grade. Many years have gone by since then, and now I am so thankful for what they taught. Not every author has a hidden meaning, though lots of them do, and they don't always deliberate with themselves over every word choice. But if anyone was careful of what they did or did not say, it would be Jesus. His parable about the Good Samaritan is not very long, but it could be argued that it is the most popular of all of them. It's six verses. That's it. And as is characteristic of the Savior's parables, it can be interpreted and applied in multiple ways. And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, And when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went to him, and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence, and gave them to the host, and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Two interpretations for the story that I have heard most are, one, that we should be like the Good Samaritan to all we see, and two, the Savior is the Good Samaritan to all of us. And I'm going to use both of these interpretations today. So what happened was I was listening to my Sunday school teacher paraphrase this story, and all of a sudden I realized what Jesus didn't say. He did not say that the Levite or the priest or the Good Samaritan saw what had happened to the man. Thank you to my English teachers for teaching me to see what's not said. So, if we assume that they didn't see what happened, then it could have been really easy for them to pass judgment on this poor man. They could have thought he was a drunk that wasn't taking care of himself, or maybe it was obvious he'd been robbed, and the priest and the Levite assumed he probably deserved it because he should have known to travel with protection, or maybe he carried too much money with him, whatever. But the reason the man found himself half dead and naked on the side of the road did not matter to the Samaritan. Whether it was self-inflicted or not, he helped. And isn't that what we should do? Shouldn't we offer help to anyone who needs it? It is not our place to judge. And anyway, we won't know all of the circumstances that brought a person to whatever situation they find themselves in. The Good Samaritan just helped. Not everyone accepts help, but it can still be offered. So the lesson here is that it doesn't matter how someone got there, 
We can help. We can be there for them. Now, what about the other interpretation that Jesus is the Good Samaritan? I love this application even more. Jesus does not care how we got into whatever mess we're in. It does not change his reaction to us to know how we got there, whether we were totally innocent of any wrongdoing or whether we got ourselves into this mess or whether we just didn't know or understand what was happening. None of that changes the fact that he will be there to help. Half dead on the side of the road, he is there for us. He does not pass by. He does not try to stay far away on the other side. He is there lifting us, carrying us, and providing for our healing and care. Even if we did it to ourselves and we knew what we were doing, Jesus' sacrifice is the same. He is there to heal us. Elder Rindlin said, The Savior loves to restore what you cannot restore. He loves to heal wounds you cannot heal. He loves to fix what has been irreparably broken. He compensates for any unfairness inflicted on you, and he loves to permanently mend even shattered hearts. And he loves to do all that because he loves us. Now, the man that was robbed was not perfectly fine as soon as the Good Samaritan picked him up and carried him off. He had some healing to do that would take time. And if you have ever had to heal from a traumatic physical injury, you know that it takes work. When I broke my wrist, I had to be very careful with it until I could have surgery. Then after surgery, I had medicine I was supposed to take to manage the pain and things to do to keep the sutures clean. Then after that, there was physical therapy to regain the mobility and the strength in my wrist and hand. But I was willing to do all of it so that I could have use of my right wrist and hand again. When we need the Savior's healing help, it is often not instantaneous. The Lord loves effort, and repentance and healing, even forgiveness, can take time. But when we are willing to do whatever we have to do, the healing comes. Look to the healer, accept his help, he offers it. All that's left is for us to accept it. Thanks for listening. Any quotes or scriptures or stories that I used are cited in the description. This is likened to me, my personal scripture journey.